Hey everybody, welcome to the Stubborn Fellows, episode 15. My name's Duncan. I'm Cameron. This is the Running Start Edition. Yeah, we're all spun up today. We had a good one. You know? We were just ranting outside. It's been a it's been a fun week for me. You know? Yeah. What were we just talking about? Let's just let's just let's just keep it going. Uh, we were talking broadly about da, 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 like the way the information space creates all these concrete attitudes that you then apply to the inside of your own head and other stuff like that. Oh, so the concrete attitudes is is it's not the concreteness necessarily, it's the it's the rapidity of the the attitudinal monster. It's like how how fast the attitude yeah. cycle. So you, you know, just, you bring this like this <laughs> metabolism of attitude to your own situations in, in your life, in your relationships. And the scary part is to consider how that's not something that we can easily talk about. Like, hey, hey Duncan, how many uh, yeah. attitudes would you say that you strike about yourself, world, other <laughs> in, a, in a minute or 10? Like, what would you say? That's not a metric that any of us yeah measure know about talk about or anything but it's so, but it, but it, it must be a real thing it's so rapid man it's so crazy i can't even imagine but we wouldn't be able to appreciate it's it's uh speeding up we wouldn't talk about it it's like almost yeah. ipso facto a secret metric and what makes it weird as a secret metric is that that metabolism must be whatever it is or whatever if it's a synthesis of other things, whatever it is, um, is kind of constitutive of like reality at a really deep level. Like how many attitudes you cycle through, yeah. That that speed, it might not be natural, and <laughs> like it might be really different than how our brains worked even thirty years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or maybe it's just there's something innate about it that happens at a certain speed, but then it's. It's you know it's multiplied by the amount of information that you're taking in, and the way they cause like echoes of like, just whatever it is where you're like, instead of thinking about the Rittenhouse trial once or whatever you thought about it every day for twelve days, and that causes like, well, fuck, this bothers me for this reason, and I don't do any activism about it because I'm lazy. You know, it just there's you know the more there is, the more you have the opportunity to think of yourself in relation to the world. And make like judgments and shame based, you know, criticisms of yourself. I miss that. I'm doing, I'm going to do listening lessons, honestly. Every okay. time I don't listen, I'm going to like, please, <laughs> please ask you to bear with me. Sure. And repeat yourself. I'm a new learner, <laughs> a new listener. Um. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, just like, you know, the, all the, the information overload gives you like a million more opportunities to judge yourself. Right. Because it always boils down, I think, to like everything's so polarized. So you have to like sort of pick out a moral position or decide what your values are about these yeah. controversial things, you know. So there's level of controversy and like that kind of like neurotic mm -hmm. news froth that you take with you wherever you go, just like kind of weird newsy froth. Yeah, do doom scrolling. Or you whatever. belong to the yeah. the news somehow. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm talking about like a deeper metabolism. Okay. Like a kind of just, you're saying there's like a natural, maybe there's a natural cycle that the brain has of maybe alertness or, and that's constant, but then it's fed more and more and more stuff, which is basically the same difference. You're well, just adding it, stuff into a cycle and then the, the stuff, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Or like or like it's trained to be very rapid by the the immensity of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um what is it um? <laughs> it is um what is it um? But you see like what we're doing here it's weird and it's good and it's something like like you and I are we're we're friends but we're something else. We're we're like something that has no name perhaps it's like mm-hmm. you you can mean it completely in front of me and i will never be freaked out <laughs> right and yeah. I, and that's mutual and because it's mutual then this is real yeah right it's not fake it's not a thing that we do to be nice it's not a thing that we do out of courtesy to each other <laughs> courtesy courtesy um it's just the nature of our friendship that that's the way that we engage is that like we we are priests for each other. We allow the other to like completely mean it, mm-hmm. as deep as you want to go, yeah. as far away from right here as you want to go. If you want to, I don't care. You can go to other dimensions or what? Like you can go as weird as you want to, and yeah, More, as uh, emotional as you want to, and like you can mean it completely. You can mean it completely, and I'll hear you, right? Yeah. But that's not that normal to have someone in your life that like you can mean it, and you know that they'll hear you. You know that they'll hear you at the level that you mean it. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. beyond this friendship, it's not so sunny sometimes, like, that people will absorb what you're saying at that level. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just that you understand what I'm saying, it's that you understand what I'm saying and you understand why I'm worked up about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's real understanding, is like, not just like I have understood the contours of your argument. No, it's like, and 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 I understand why you worked up, and so that the, there's two no there's there's two kind of levels of agreement there. Sometimes people will agree with me and they go, "Yeah, you're right." And it's like, "Yeah, but then yeah. why am I the mad one? <laughs> why am I worked up? Then if I'm right, like that that like nature has been fundamentally inverted, and maybe that's not that great. And like, yeah. maybe it's fine, but maybe we should talk about it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of like the most modest pitch that just like can you at least agree that it's worth a few tire kicks you know <laughs> the whole brand new way of living right the whole uh information age the whole living on the internet the whole everything and having a relationship like ours it's like exfoliating somehow right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that when you when both parties allow the other to mean it there's a kind of like you mean it all you mean it at different levels like you don't just go super deep you can also talk about laundry or this or that but that's why everything to us seems sacred somehow we're always just like mm-hmm. how do we do a show about laundry or something how do <laughs> yeah. we how do we uh how do we do a podcast about hydrating right because yeah. because i think the reason like what you're way more practical and the question you're almost asking is like well how do we like, i want to mean it when i take the the garbage out yeah like i like meaning it it feels good when you mean it well of course it feels good when you mean it mm-hmm. because i i this might sound glib, but I think like love is just what happens to be here. It's like not that complicated. Like, <laughs> yeah, love yeah, is yeah, just yeah. what happens to be here when you stop and are here with it. Mm-hmm. It's not some. Gr- it's not like angels come out of the sky and it's this this huge secret. No, it's just like love is just what happens <laughs> to be here. I just got this vision of like our journey in this office space, where we're like, what is the what is the secret ingredient here? Is it is it self help books? Is right, it right. taking perfect physical care of ourselves? And then we're like in The Simpsons when he's like, "It was love." All right, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it thing? was love. 
and love, okay, love is what happens to be here. Well, that's very convenient because mm-hmm. here is where you always are. Perfect. Yeah. And by love, we don't mean it's going well. You might be being dragged to your death, manacled, and really there's no way out for you. Like the, the sure. love the love present is not going to sure. inform the hearts of the, the, the men with the black things on their heads. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're just, you're, you're done for. We're not saying that there's no misfortune. <laughs> what we're saying is like, if you stopped in that moment to feel how, you know, the beautiful the sunset was as you're being dragged to your demise. Yeah. And you smell the bakery, and um, <laughs> you re- you you realize that you've been loved till this point. No matter what hardships you've been through, you've been loved equally enough. Because here you are, your heart's still beating. Something's loved you more than you've not been loved, right? Yeah, you've been loved. And whatever traumas you've gone through, um, my heart breaks. Um, it does, I'm not trying to invalidate any right. Like that's the. That's the spiritual bypass. Of course, yeah. You really want to make sure that you're engaging through what is, not around it. You know, you want to engage, you want to love through. Yeah. I, well, I feel like that's part of the sort of built-in resistance to some of the language of it, that, as we were discussing last time or, or previous times, where it's just like, culturally and especially like the more we get into this post-ironic like information space overload of attitudes place when you hear things like yeah it's all love you assume a certain kind of naivete or like that the people that to feel that way would be an acceptance of everything and you're like no you're not gonna not know what injustice is or just be like yeah oh no, god works no. in mysterious ways okay. or whatever no it's 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 like yeah it's it's that okay love is what just what happens to be here okay good yeah good but Okay, but but love isn't what we thought it was. Like love only looks from within. Yeah. A fairly loveless fallen world. Love looks very different. You're only catching like one it's I don't it you you think of it in the wrong way kind of. Whereas we're talking something that's more my understanding of the Tao. It's like Yeah, the way. Um that love just happens to be here means like here just happens to be here but mm-hmm. the potency is always just here right it's like in that interface between me and everything else like the actual here the actual fact of it right mm-hmm. is what <laughs> there's a lot of love in this room man you know yeah but but there's <laughs> So yeah, exactly, exactly, right, right. If you have eyes to see, you'll see the love, right? Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Like you put a lot of love into this room because you wanted it to be nice. Yeah. Right? I just mean it's it's the, it's this just this this veil lifted thing, not that I have the language for it yet, of just like eight years ago, we were like, let's start a thing called self-help, a guide to being less terrible. Yeah. And it was sort of a joke, but like, we're bad, we need to get better. Right, but that's like, and we were kind of talking about cynicism before as like, it's actually just making, a, you're doubling down on optimism. You're saying, there's a state of love that I feel for the whole world, right? Know, and I want my existence to reflect that. Right, exactly. You know? It's the only thing that's, it's the only thing that will move you. Like the things that have moved you in the past to make beautiful work. Yeah. Were glimmers of that. Like that's <laughs> what it was, right? 
you made in a blind fury for no good fucking reason. Like, like it's everything you've ever made that's really, really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you the heart of it, the heart of it crystallized from sheer pointlessness and just like wild creation. Even if you sat down to write mm-hmm. for two hours and it was on your schedule and you do it every day, when it crystallized, you were not the guy who yeah. was ticking that off his to-do list. You were... You were in some loving some you you were in some loving other thing, right? You were being vibrated from without or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you assume that it's all love and you assume that it's all good and that you're good, then um you're just open to different like ways of seeing things. And opening up to it even in like being true at all is creative. It's creative. It's um Yeah. I don't go away to the good bad place because the good bad place is related to reality in a very kind of like half-assed way. It's not a sure thing. Yeah. yeah. The whole good bad dynamic. Like that's <laughs> a really weird way to divide up something so complex. Um, you always have to answer bad f- f- towards what goal? Bad towards what goal? You'd yeah. have to keep asking. Bad in what sense? Because if you're good, then... You go, okay, I'm wasting my Sunday. This happened to me. I wasted my Sunday. Okay, I'm in pajamas. I feel bad about myself. Okay, so, but I'm good. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And so then, like, whatever's trying to talk to me right now and that I'm calling shame is probably good. So I'm just going to talk to it. And then it's, it, it's like, okay, well, where did it go wrong? Or how could I do better? Well, what would better mean? Yeah, because... Well- because what I seem to be doing here is judging myself based on a standard that I didn't define, which is fucking impossible. So the shame is a kind of vagueness. A shame is a kind of like lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. I'm transgressing what I don't know, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you're transgressing something and you know what it is, then you can either fucking own it, right? As we were saying outside, everything's a game. You yeah. just need to know <laughs> that it's a game yeah. um, and know what the costs are and know what the um, the odds are of the games. You need to just know what kind of ecology you're swimming in. Yeah. Um, what was I just saying? It's good, but I just totally blanked out. <laughs> uh, just, you know, having that eternal conversation with shame. And, uh, oh, right. And yeah. if, so if you're bad, okay, yeah. let's say you're, I'm bad. I'm not good. Sure. I'm not accepting that I'm good. I'm not going to stop at the back, backstop, like the ball rolling and hits the backstop. Um, there's no I'm good backstop, okay? There's nowhere to stop to say like, no, 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 no. I remember I'm good, okay? Mm-hmm. This number one premise, I'm good. Just always come back to that no matter what storm you're in, just start there. Yeah. If I don't have that and the shame comes to me, okay, what makes the shame bad is that I'm bad because I don't want to look at it because I'm too bad, it'll hurt me. I'm too fragile. I can't handle, I can't handle the badness of the shame. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't look at it. Okay, and so yeah, I've been thinking about shame as a very peripheral thing, where it seems so big, but when you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a very simple game that my brain was playing, and I was tr- I was trying not to look at. Yeah, it. that's. I think that's a good analogy. Yeah, it's. The shame is just information in your fucking meat things in your brain and yeah, your te- yeah, yeah. like it's just the 
the it's just a thing like you're just an animal okay like you can call it shame you can call it apprehension you can call it fear you can call like you can call it all sorts of things and then you could try to play with it in abstract language or you could come back to the very basic fact that you are an animal in fact that you are an animal right that it's just a thing that's caught it's an energy that's like um somehow caught a kind of recursive storm mm -hmm. okay well that's what it's doing now um it it has some source it represents something and what that is may or may not be able to be addressed given your current situation but yeah. but to look at it is to dispel its its essential horror which the essential terribleness of shame is its vagueness because it just is vagueness that's what it is it's like unlooked at thing usually mm -hmm. like shame knows shame knows and what it says is usually good yeah it's like but it but it it's it's like scarred tissue though it's known in scarred tissue um Shame is yeah. It's known in like it's like a knowing that can't say it's knowing because because it's it it it's in like the shadowlands of yourself. It's like yeah. It's it's in a scar. It's in it's in a scar, and you don't want to. It doesn't want to be said. It it feels bad. But like even shame that is like really dark, and you don't deserve to have it. It's like not your problem. It shouldn't be your problem, and yet here it is. Mm -hmm. If that shame can talk. It's this bad, dark cloud, right? Shame. But if you let it talk, what it says is like, my boundaries weren't respected. Like I was treated like an object, mm -hmm. right? It would, it would, there's, there's some wisdom in it somehow. Yeah. It, yeah. it hurts. It's tender to the touch. And yet um, it knows, right? It knows it's a painful kind of knowing it from, from some perspective. And if you can, if you start off with the supposition that you're good, you have ears to hear it. Yeah. You have ears to hear what everything has to say, or at least you're open to it, it, it what it has to say. Maybe it's a bunch of gobbledygook and maybe um, it really is um, just a, you can maybe sometimes the heuristic of shame, the, the label of shame helps. I'm not saying we don't use it. It's just like, it depends how strong the storm is, right? It depends where you are. Yeah. Well, it, like I feel, because I feel like it's a very human thing to have trouble looking at it, right? Because it's it's unpleasant, it's shame, you know. We right. all we all the sort of fundamental question we we return to is like, I'm good, right? I want I have faith that I'm good. <laughs> I have doubts about it a lot of the time, and it makes it difficult to look over here. And then I feel like the more we live in the the information space of like, this is my story, and this is a photo of my face mm -hmm. on eight different networks and this is who I am. This idea that you're just like not enough in this vague way that's not even related to any of the specific ways in which you're failing. Right. But just the number one post on the internet is sorry I haven't posted in a while. Like you owe yourself the same amount of content offline that you do online and you just feel like you haven't been you enough. Yeah, yeah. There, you know? It's like am I doing it? Am I leaving enough breadcrumbs? Right, right, right. Yeah, for I, my... Do I have enough going on to reflect in the the, the circus-like atmosphere of information space? You know? Which, which is why it's more important than ever to look at your shame and to talk to it, I think. Yeah, it, and, and language fails here because yeah. what we're sort of saying is that, like, um, yeah, it's a shame that it's shameful, you know? It's a <laughs> shame that shame is shameful. 
it's a shame that shame is shameful because it's just what it is. It's just, it's just repercussion. Almost literally, it's like kind of repercussion from living life. Yeah. You got, you got percussed and now there's a kind of something there for a reason, maybe some weird kind of old mammalian thing that dictates how we're strung and what should scare us and what shouldn't. I mean, we, we, yeah, for we, sure. we don't just have our own neuroses. We have the neuroses of a whole species because we have to survive with each other. We're like pack animals. And so your, and, and, and this is the irony of, of salvation is that, well, evolution has to be true for God to make sense. Like for Jesus to make sense because yeah. otherwise, why would we, if we're just angels in meat suits that don't like God, then we don't deserve God's grace. In fact, it's if we're just like pond scum that like evolved up out of itself for no good reason and became like birds and became <laughs> monkeys and became humans and like, and then we just are animals who like somehow did all this stuff. <laughs> we're just like, I don't know. We're like the most creative animal. We're like really, we're, we're, we're really weird. Um, if that's the case, we're just, we're just animals. Then it makes perfect sense why God will forgive us and why God loves us. The blood of Christ, the redemption mm-hmm. you're redeemed because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're innocent by virtue of like your complete confusion about your own origin. Mm-hmm. You're just an animal and, and you're an animal that like tries your best. And so, um, you're good through, like, you. It's very strange that we see evolution. You would ever see evolution as a threat to that grace. It seems like the grace is part and parcel of just the dumb, accidental like nature of it all. Yeah, like, that's those things are together in my mind. I don't know why they're ever at odds, and that's why religious debates don't make a lot of sense to me. Like, religious over God's existence or this or to me, it's just almost irrelevant. I don't. I, I'm not claiming the ad, the additional existence of anything. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> currently unproven. I don't like what I call God is. It's a it's a kind of oscillating referencer. It's a kind of like jelloey referencer of some thing of which we can't quite yeah. say. It, it's What's, it's it's not it's, a thing. Well, I was thinking about it in terms of the sort of like God is unilaterally one step, one degree away from everything, and like. Like it's just it's just the space in between. Or sometimes I've thought of it like you know, like bumper cars or something. Yeah. Where you the wire connects them to the thing up top. Right. So right, like, right, it, right. So like the electricity is kind of or just whatever our brains can get a hold of by creating a, a consciousness, you know, like having the right stew going on. It mm-hmm. just it's tapping into some bigger God thing. You know? Like a bumper car. <laughs> but yeah, that was always, I would get hung up on those weird debates. Or I've always wanted, at some point in time, I would have gone to that museum with dinosaurs and people riding them and stuff and been an asshole about it. But when people get bogged down in the like. Yeah, but that's what they deserve. I mean, what Yeah, I mean, what do you, they're, what not, you, they're unserious. What are you going to do? What are you doing? People like, especially people are like, oh, God made it look like there are fossils that are older than the Bible says the world is. I'm like, why would it, what? What? <laughs> Just fold everything in. It should be all encompassing. I think what I was trying to say before that I didn't get around to was that mm. there's this weird equation of love with like 
okayness. Like uh, if, if love is the essential nature of reality, if love is just what happens to be here, then, then what's the point of doing anything? Cause it's already love. It's like, no, no, right. no love is just what happens to be here. What you do or don't do with it is on you. That's <laughs> not like you're surrounded by love and therefore that's great. And it's just fine. No, 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 no. Love is here. It's present. It's a kind of deeper kind of medium of existence and you can like push yourself into it, exist within it, honor it, um, spread it, uh, or not. It's not the <laughs> fact it's like, if you have a swimming pool, you never swim in it. Like then fine. Do you have a swimming pool or do you just have a pool? You know? <laughs> um, so I, I'm coming to this idea that something like, like lo- this is the Tao feel the part that feels like the doubt to me is like, okay, love is just what happens to be here, but it has a nature. And mm-hmm. like, of course it has a nature, whatever the nature of God is, it'll be in accordance with nature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obvious that, w- w- that there's no secret. It's just like, you'll start asking kind of the right questions and then it'll swallow you. Yeah. If that make does that make sense? Like there's no secret. There's just like, I think lovely, like, you t- you tap into something that has a nature, right? Mm-hmm. You tap into to, to things that have actual natures. You have relationships. Yeah, they actually change you. Okay, they actually change how you approach reality. They make it better. Your reality gets better, right? When 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 you come from more place of love, you seek out those things that are genuinely loving. You demand honesty because uh, anything else is too boring. Yeah. If I'm not being honest, then I can't get the real prize. If I'm not being honest, I'm after some other prize. And if I'm after some other prize, then I'm not after the right prize. <laughs> and I I fight myself all the time because I my first approach is the, the passive aggressive codependent boogie or something. Like that's always my Yeah. My go to. And I don't do it very often over the, the last years or so. Um but I I it still is the thing that f- flickers through my uh on deck circle it's the thing that's like uh how about this pinch hit with the old passive aggressive something or another (laughs) yeah and whenever i find myself lapsing into strategy or thinking a lot about what's going on in my relationship and does she think that that, 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 is to just go like get the real prize like yeah get the real prize don't get the fake prize like you can only get the, if you pull this bullshit, if you're pulling bullshit, the best you can do is winning the fake prize. Yeah. Hooray. You won the fake prize and <laughs> yeah. fake reality. That's based on like your, right. What's it based on? Well, it's based on you not starting the day with your goodness, with your goodness. Mm-hmm. Like God is a technology that works and it's a technology that we need. They're like the, the, the holes won't fix themselves. If you want to play at that paradigm, if you want to play in that reality of, you know, Noxima and Coca-Cola and um, LinkedIn and all, you know, all these, if you want to live at the level of um, improvement, right? Yeah. If you want to be the wounded improver, you know, the flawed improver, that's what it means <laughs> to be a kind of public citizen, to be a flawed improver. Um, well, you don't want to get better. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, if you live there, then you, they always win. That's not necessarily a game that you can win. They're not selling you things that will salve. Yeah. Like identifying as a person who needs to improve 
that's what you sign up for with these people, but they can never deliver enough, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the vampire, the, the vampirism goes the other direction. In fact, right? You're not really sucking youth out of them. Yeah, you only they're, think that you are. They're sucking youth out of you. They're and, stealing and your youth. They're selling you creams, and then they're all getting Botox and. You know, who knows? Cutting edge face masks out of Switzerland or something. Yeah. Or or like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just the algorithm like giving you ads for that sort of thing to capitalize on more of your attention. Yeah. You're being yeah. hypnotized. Yeah. And so fallenness is the issue. Mm-hmm. Badness is the issue. Goodness is like, like here we are, right? Is yeah. it good? That's the question. Here we are. Is it good? Like that, that's all we can ask because that's all we can feel. Like we can only, we know more now here, right? In a kind of unsayable knowing, just being in this room, like the density of knowing that we're knowing right now mm-hmm. is something very different than if you close your eyes and think about everything you know about the Gettysburg Address. Mm-hmm. And you might be an expert, but even still, you can only think kind of sequentially when you think about something, right? Yeah. Like, even an expert on the Gettysburg Address can't, like, actually look panoramically at his own knowledge of this of the situation. He can kind of think, "Oh yes, and it was this, and it was this, and also it was this." this. Yeah. But that's not this. That's not what's going on. Us sitting in this room. Mm-hmm. We know the the most we know is what we know here. Here, this knowing is the deeper knowing. This this knowing is the knowing where potency takes root. This one. The actual here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual here demands that you, and this is where Proust comes in, is like the actual here contains the past. And if you can't feel that, right, if you can't, why you can't feel it is because you're part of it, right? You're part of its momentum. As as part of its momentum, it's like you don't, on an airplane, you don't feel like you're going 400 miles an hour, but but you are. You're just watching a boring movie. Okay, well, you're also going 400 miles an hour. You don't feel it. And so- and, and and so I, I think that's an important thing is that waveform of time is not just being it, right? To be it in some ways to realize that it's doing something is to feel its momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to feel the momentum of the actual Big Bang, right? Yeah, the, the particles from the right. creation of the universe. Right. To, to, so, to, so to feel the present at, as what it is, that's, which is like pregnant with everything else. And that's what potency is. Potency yeah. is the capacity to like burn fossil fuels from the past. It's how do you neutrify the whole thing? How do you suck <laughs> the thing into the thing, right? Fossil fuels are a weird way of doing that, like excavating through the mm-hmm. earth and then burning these things. Yeah. But real potency, I think, does to some degree depend upon a kind of rootedness to the past, which is why like... You know, the ancestors is such a big deal yeah. for like communi- certain communities. Like, yeah, they are a big deal. Like connection to the past is kind of the thing. And it's kind of the thing that's been severed. And that's like an ironic thing about I think the 20 year decade conversation. Yeah. yeah. And um, post history. And, End of history. And information space is like yeah. um, connection to the past is important um, because that's what right now is. Right. Right now is, it has something to do with the past. It has something to do with everything that's like funneled into it. It, It's, um, and connecting to parts of yourself in that dimension. That's what it is. It's like a dimension. The information space? No. That to, to feel yourself, that 
the, the Proustian harmonizing when you yeah. fully go I, I, right? Mm-hmm. So to remember your past self is an I, me relationship. But the Proustian involuntary memory is an I, I triangulation. It's I'm here eating the Madeleine. Yeah. And now I'm also here as an eight-year-old yeah. at the bedside of my aunt in uh, Ilie Cambrai. Okay? Yeah. Um, they're, they're co-present, but they can't be co-present. I, for me to remain as an I, need to not be in two nows at once. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. As we've constructed what a, an identity is, Right as we've signed off on what it means to identi- to be identical with oneself, that that breaks that rule. We don't know if it breaks physics, but yeah. <laughs> it, it breaks the rules of identity as we've constructed them within our cultures. You're one person. There's one of you at one time. Right. If if you have an alibi, that it's based on that assumption that you're not in two places at once. That you're you know you can't be co-local. Yeah. But the Proustian that, memory well, that especially from the the sort of vivid eye place of experiencing the uh the world the the reality the, the forensic now as it were especially i feel like the it's hard linguistically to to express it but in the way that we interpret reality doesn't account for the past still existing like carrying it around with exactly you. exactly in the yes. first and harmonic way right you no or I mean? in any way yeah yeah in any way we 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 grant temporality as a kind of obvious thing, mm-hmm. we say the past is gone. We have this kind of like weird mythology of time that people say, like, just really casually. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you can never go back, and times in the past, and yep. like, you what's, only live what, once. What's what's gone is gone. What's and it's like, what does that mean? And what time are you talking about? You're talking about cartoon time. You're not talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. real time. And and okay, well, how many other car? If if people's notions of time is a cartoon, well, fucking A, that's like a pretty big building block of reality. It's pretty tough. It's a pretty yeah. big building block of biography, your sense of time. If it's, if it's fucking Looney Tunes, then what can you get? <laughs> what kind of self can you construct if, if that's what we're dealing with? What were we just talking about like two minutes ago? You're putting me on the spot. I don't know. I am. Yeah. I was, uh, I felt back in time last night. Oh, I remember we're talking about. I'm sorry. Okay. Sure. What, what were you going to say? I just had a crazy harmonic last night because I hung out with three people that I hadn't hung out with since 2012. Yeah, it'll tug on you. Ryan County, Eric Krug. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. David James, all out. We went to Shangri-La after the show. I was yeah. like, what is happening right now? It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. What that will do to you, being around people that you would have hung out with, like after a, a night at the Belve, mm-hmm. and you're too drunk than you, more right. drunk than you would like to be, but like it feels great, and it feels like now you're in 2021, and it's COVID, and it's weird, and it, and those two things are like co-present now, and if they're co-present, yeah. what that means is they can't be co-present if your understanding of yourself is real. Like if if yeah. if you want to be you and subscribe to normal notions of identity, like this can't really be real, right? It can't yeah. that can't be true. It creates some kind of um tickle. It mm-hmm. creates this nice tickle that's for some reason just good. It's just enjoyable. Proust is like, I don't know why. He, and that's how he knows that it's happening. He doesn't intellectually go, oh, I remember this. 
He just says he feels immense joy. He feels like you smell the soap that you used to have at your elementary school. And immediately, before you even know what it is, you feel happy. But it's a weird happy. It's like a vibratory something. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a weird, it's like when you eat too much mustard and you have to close your, it's that kind of like nitrous oxide. Oh my God, I'm gone for the next 20 seconds somehow. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, deja vu. There's those weird things that tickle you. They tickle you. They tickle you across spectra that you've never felt before. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but why should it feel good? Well, it's because you're feeling what you actually are. You're feeling the potency, like by taking the biographical things, by by, by triangulating. Yeah. What you've done is you've created contrast, and and you've created triangulation. Okay. Well, now we can feel what the thing is. We're, what yeah. we're triangulating to is the thing that's not either of the things, right? It's it's the Proustian harmonics is between man and God because it harmonizes the two things that you were at those two times, right? It vibrates. Those two things vibrating together, well, what do they have in common? They have in common the whole thing that's happening. Yeah. They yeah. have in common the whole waveform, right? The love, the the being there, the presence. Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if we do this thing, especially in the post-history 20-year decade where is you know like i've i've now been in this city for 10 years so i'm just having those like man this this thing that happened was 8 years ago and i feel like it's just novel that time passed everybody in the in the age that we lived they're like that was time did actually pass yeah 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 and when you can when you have these sort of moments to yourself i think it's easy to mistake it as like with the weight of time or something when it's actually like no time isn't real <laughs> like that experience isn't lost. It wasn't time wasted. Right, right. It doesn't matter what you did, right? Don't focus on the Right, ga- so that's the blindness. Don't focus on the, the gap in between those two moments and measure yes, it. Yes, Focus on the fact that time folded itself over and you were in both places at once. Yeah. <laughs> that's the miracle. Wait, say it again. I think people mistake the the distance between these two moments as like the novel thing. You know what I mean? Like it's been a long time. Yeah. They're like, oh, this reminds me of when I was eight. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not, uh, not, not, not I am currently eight yes, and 37 yes, yes, at the same right, time. Right, right. Yeah. There's, no yeah, there's no way to talk like that. Yeah. You we can't do, go around talking like that. <laughs> we did not build a technology, right? Mm-hmm. This species did not create a technology syntactically or otherwise to express that. Yeah. That you're eight and you're 28. I mean, there's... The, the 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 stabs at doing so sound self helpy in nineteen eighties ish like like yeah. feeding the inner child and right. and stuff like right. that like talking about the inner child now we we don't you, it's not cool. it's not <laughs> it doesn't sound cool nobody yeah you don't nobody's focused on that one in a while inner child that's a very eighties like Freudian way to go about stuff so that's the, the the essential blindness is to this like the zeroth um sense like it's not the sixth sense it's yeah. the zeroth sense which is the sense <laughs> yeah. of palpability well what's palpability it's uh. what's you know like it you know how the sun is pulling the earth towards it and then the earth is pulling us towards it mm-hmm. when you turn on the faucet the water goes straight towards the center of the earth sure and um your sense of balance right your like relationship to other things, objects with gravity. Like the way the earth is spinning <laughs> and yeah. going around a star, like stuff like that. Right, and yeah. how weather is basically just an expression or uh, 
of this relationship, of this right. earth and its relationship to the thing that's pulling it's it around it. Giant pockets of air are falling over themselves at the atmospheric level on a tectonic plate that's always slowly moving and crashing into another one. Potency. Yeah, yeah, the in in these all these all connect, of course, like the, the forensic now is this is the that's what we're blind to is the mm-hmm. forensic moment. The moment that's just that where all of the pasts are living, right? Yeah. Where they've, but you'd have to have goggles of weird scientific granularity to see where everything goes. Yeah. Where inside of you, something that you think of as a huge failure is, is like really a kind of bulwark of strength. You know, you, you don't see it happen. You don't know that yeah. the time is like crystallizing into like beautiful choreographies of success successes that you don't often enjoy because you don't notice them you're just living these successes you're just like growing you're like an alchemist there's an alchemist in your heart that turns hardship into love and perspective and humor yeah right and it works it works it works it works it works and yet your cynicism still well how's that work i don't know i mean even it works at some level yeah being blind to like the zeroth sense you know that um, reality is real. It really is here, and stopping to judge it and and living in a in a constant stream of attitudes doesn't, in fact, help you mm-hmm. all that much. Like you're good, yeah. And um, if you're stuck in an attitude storm, it won't feel good. You'll know it. It's you know. It's like there's no level of news houndery that I think is beyond the pale. I think it's just yeah. how are you living? Do you like it? And for some of us, like it's really triggering. And and other people can be complete news hounds and go play racquetball for two hours and then volunteer at the YMCA and then you know um, mow the lawn and like feel connected. And if you feel connected, then none of this is for you. you yeah, know? great. You're probably not listening to this. <laughs> Yeah, I like that your 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 heart contains an alchemist that turns hardship into love or whatever you said. Because it's almost like yeah, like the 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 zero sense you're you're tapped into this this palpable energy whether you you're noticing it or not. Yeah, you know, and then the content that you feed it isn't really all that important, you know, or like tapping into it won't fundamentally change how you think you should go about spending your time. You can just do it with love, you know? You can do it from a place of love. Yeah, yeah, so the zeroth sense, that's why, like, forgiving your, that's why being good is so important because you're always going to start here and now. You're always going to, wherever you are hearing this, it's going to be now and here, okay? Like, sure. So it, Maybe you're driving. Right, so whatever's going on, tapping in and just doing what you're doing really doing what you're doing. It doesn't mean to be blank. It means to do what you do, to, mm-hmm. to engage what you're engaging because um, there's secrets everywhere. There's clues everywhere from your past selves, from your better angels in little details. If you just like will stop and be where you are, you might feel lost and you, you, you're probably spiraling into like like further levels of abstraction. Yeah. My job's not going good. I'm going to lose my job. If I lose my job, what, how's the job market going? Maybe I'll look at LinkedIn. Okay, well, you're you just went like four levels abstract right. and you didn't know cause you weren't thinking and there's no bells that go off when you reach a level of abstraction too far. <laughs> These yeah. aren't processes that we talk about very, very easily with each other. And yet they kind of define 
the rosiness or you know darkness right. of your life well and that's and that's where i just feel like what everybody's missing is an active cultivation of like just that that subroutine to take one step back to god and then exactly. back to the present you know that's what right. i mean like that's right cuz like it's not just that people get all the way abstracted like four levels up it's that I, then i think you need a language to get to reset and get back instead of having to like inception yourself back Yes. To the moment through all this bullshit that came up in your head. Right. Because it, it, it gets exhausting to talk your way out of it or to reason your way out of it. And you often reason yourself into a fucking cartoon, like a yeah. place where you, yeah. like you, you're not going to solve the issue because you, you've diced it up in ways that are not helpful necessarily. You just start going around in a circle. It's important to be good because you're always going to be here and now. And if, if, if we're asking ourselves to start over, over and over and over and over and over again and like point our hearts towards love, mm-hmm. right, that, that we think that that's probably the value. That's probably what we want to sign on to. Um, your goodness is important because if you're good, then you can handle whatever is going on. Like, let's say you quantum leaped into someone who just like uh, yeah. ran, ran into someone. Ran someone's you ran someone's dog over. Yeah. Um, okay, it's hard to ask you to be good right now, but <laughs> if you are good, right, that's the central premise here. You are in fact good. Well, you can relax because you're going to do the right thing. I feel I was just thinking of quantum leap is like that sort of you can quantum leap into yourself at any moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And just kind of be, have these like fresh eyes of like when the dude's like, well, I don't want to fuck this person's shit up. So I guess I'll just be nice to people and try to make it through this yeah, limited exactly. amount of time that I'm in this this person's body or whatever the premise is. But I mean, like you can just kind of do that in, in a more open-ended like, here I am, you know? like Yeah, so things are might be fucked up where you just landed. Yeah. Because Why? Because why? Because some strategy went wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something went awry and now we've reached an outcome that's not great. Yeah. Okay, but okay, that's within some context. And if I stay too zoomed in at that context, then my adrenal system and my, my weird instincts might really lead me astray just based on however my organism tends to make sense of this reality. Yeah. Um this paradigm, this game that I'm playing. And so you need to zoom out probably wherever you landed. If you're in distress, you need to go somewhere. That's not that paradigm mm-hmm. where things have gone wrong. Cause it's, cause you want to be the, you want to be, you know, I, I hear sometimes they say of mystics are like, it's to you. The goal is to will the one thing you want to will the one thing that if you could just be towards the one th- the good then you're fine what else can yeah, you yeah. worry about if everything you do if every act you do here now is it resonates with your deeper sense of goodness well then nothing can go wrong with me right, right? as long as i can whatever situation i'm going to be in limited as like the contingencies might make it i will always be able to love some maximum amount of love mm-hmm. however like pointless it is there will be some <laughs> level of love that i can love right yeah okay well then i'm fine because yeah. th- that that at some level that's what we're asked to do yeah like we will be faced with situations 
we'll be we'll be forced to say like, well, love or not love. Have you been loved enough? And therefore, your goal is to love others, and yeah. um, you're not worried about yourself. As long as you can love, you'll be okay. And if you can't love, well, that's unfortunate. But okay, I guess I understand. Then you could be loving about that. Like yeah, sure. Like there's no. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I feel like a misconception that I had for a long time is that I would reach some point of of like deep acceptance where I wouldn't have to like remind myself all the time, you know what I mean? Or just 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 that fundamentally like the way our minds work whether in the information space or even 100 years ago is just like it's a matter of like noticing frequently that you're like oh lost in doubt or spiraling in a shame or like shame, mm-hmm. shame's creeping in at the edge and you just need to look at it but like all of that getting lost is just part of like navigating the you know the soup Navi- like mm-hmm. the, just like zeroing in on that that sense and you know some days maybe you have to like every 30 seconds be like clear i gotta clear my head you know i'm getting lost in this shit and other days you'll have a great one and, and barely have to do it but but it, yeah you're not just gonna be like i am love never have to think about yeah, it and again. i'm good <laughs> yeah, yeah like i think for a while that's like what i was waiting for i'm like when will a spiritual experience be deep enough to last forever you know? ironically <laughs> enough becoming love demands and this is the catch a fairly wild expanding of your definition of love yeah you have to like you meet the reality of 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 deep existential love on the road towards a a broadened definition of love yeah and so it's just the it's never going to burst forth it's always a it always is going to be some weird negotiation or something it's never going to be like going to be uncomfortable you have to swallow things you don't want to swallow it's like abraham having to cut eyes that's kind of the level that we're talking is yeah yeah or they said about jesus it's great because it's a at the height of his power he gives this crazy speech where he says that he's the bread and the 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 blood and you need to eat of him if you don't eat of him then you're fucked and you know and one of the disciples goes it's a it's it's a hard speech who can who will be able to like who can handle this <laughs> like it's a hard pill like what it is a big ask j man and it is a big <laughs> ask he says you have to give up your life and you'll get your life mhm mhm and he's completely right like the life that he's talking about isn't worth protecting because it isn't real so why yeah. protect it yeah when it just and it just like it flies in the face of the I think very concrete and specific way that that our minds and thoughts interpret concepts like knowing and learning or whatever. Because like to know what the love is, you have to like give up your idea of what it is, you know, right. what the, of what a word means. Yes, you know. So it's it's, it's like, not love is not it, what it's what it's not. I don't think is a salve for all of your bullshit. Yeah, like your bullshit was created in some relationship to the gravity of actual love, of the actual Tao, of the actual way things work. Yeah, it's not that it's evil. It's bad karma. It's that like it's bad design. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's not working because it's bad design. It, its presuppositions aren't good enough. Like the the systems that are failing us, whether they're relationships, or uh, households, or or governments, or whatever. Um, they're they're failing us at um 
What was I say? I I completely blacked out. That 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 words are failing us. That knowledge is failing us. Presuppositions. I don't know. That's I just I just went yeah. to the summer cottage on accident, <laughs> man. I just but I I feel like it's it it ties into the way that the most deeply felt things to me for a long time have been like the Tao or Zen cones. Oh, oh, I'm or, sorry. I, I, I got it. Okay. I got it. You so got the, it back? The, yeah, no, the, the point was like, they're not so like deeply evil or, or bad. Um, and it doesn't negate the love that exists. It's like, you just, you design, like put the plant in the light. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it in the dark, then it's in the dark. Put it in the light. It's just like you're not like there's I I don't know. It's like love is like I think I'm because I'm trying to deal with this. How do you deal with this weird it's all love, man. Well, what does that mean? Well, it it's yeah. got to mean like this love has to find some actual grain in reality, right? Some actual way that things happen to work. And if you if you build a house on sand, then you, that's just what happens i think that's kind of what that talk like sin and stuff it's not about moral badness it's about what works yeah like if it yeah. works it works if it bears fruit it bears fruit um so these systems that uh they could be made in the image of love but they just haven't been and we to t- even talk about it like that woman who was running for the democratic what was her name she got up and talked about like loving and Marianne Robin. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we all know she's right. Yeah, she had she had a lot of fun fun angles on things of of everybody in in the race in any facet. I mean, we have to make her a buffoon. Yeah. Because what else do we do? We go, oh yeah, we we we've built a world on brains when we need hearts. Like yeah, we can't say that. They can't say that on the news. <laughs> it was amazing how many people had a knee jerk like, oh, so hippy dippy. I'm like, do we still have that stereotype? All right. In reaction to her, but it's not deeply it's like the, the 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 cult that you're a part of. It's not like a real cult, you know. It's it's you can leave a- actually. Yeah, you can leave, but the system systems like systems always tend to their own health, or they try to. Right, mm-hmm. that's their ultimate imperative, and so yeah, any kind of way of living beyond that system will will in yeah art not be shown as like the 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 throws or the or the you know john muir's of the world like you don't get a ton of that you get more like you know unabomber kind of thing right. you get you get more like if you live off the grid you're probably a grizzled old angry something or another or right or like a weird ass libertarian yeah or a a bongo slapping dumb dumb in venice beach <laughs> yeah you know breaking his bongs and living for tomorrow i don't know what I'm saying, but what I do know is um, there's something about like the kind of vibratory circus that, that all this media that we ingested through the 90s and 2000s, like how they live in us, you know, mm-hmm. how they talk in us, right? This inner internet. Yeah. It's like, do we just internet internally now? We just have like... Well, I think that's stupid. And like you have like all the voices from a a, a, a message thread yeah. in your head. There's a Herman's there's, head. 
somebody exploded. I love the show, but somebody pointed out they were like, "Succession is just like a bunch of internets talking to each other." That's a really terrible way to to, to make me not like this show. That's, that's but that's really good. It's good though. It's sound. It's you know that's why people love it. It's very steeped in the way that we're expressing ourselves now. Right. Yeah. You want to take a quick break? Sure. Yeah. And we're back. So to win the real prize is to live the real life. Like to live the actual life, right? The actual not, life. Not the life like disfigured by your bullshit. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Right? Like to live the good life is to live the life that's good that, that isn't an expression of badness, right? Mm-hmm. It's an expression of potency or that's tuned into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the real prize is it has to have some relation to the reality of your life. Yeah. Right? Like, the actual nature of it, not your conception of it, just the actual nature of your life. And so the answer is going to be in the details of your life, embedded there already. Mm -hmm. Okay? And and that's kind of like when Ramdas says your your karma is your dharma. That's what, it's like, it's, it's not... Okay, a way to say it more practically is like it's disfigured in the exact way it's disfigured. You know? Yeah. The yeah, warp yeah. the warp is in the warp. The warp is in the warp. Like live in the warp and see it as a non-pathology because it, it is in fact a kind of a tensile r- reminder about what you could be. It's the like um Feliz Culpa, you know, the 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 happy fault, the happy fault that makes you need Jesus. You know, it's like the lucky sin. Like it's good that we're fallen. We had to fall. Yeah. 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 Like fallenness is part of the plan. It's not. And that's why we're so loved is that no, no fallenness is part of the plan. Like it's working. The, the stuff that you think of as bad is like really, yeah, it's something it's dense with information and, and you have to work it out in all these ways and they get expressed culturally. They get expressed internationally and they get expressed in your own heart. It's like the the fallenness, the shame, they're not mutually exclusive to love, you know? They're not No, exactly. Exactly. Right, 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 right. They're contained within it. Right, right. It's that's the resurrection. Like the resurrection is that no, you did have to bear the cross. Yeah. 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 And thus you are resurrected. It's not that you don't have to bear the cross. It's not that you don't have to die. No, you do. (laughs) You do. You are just a like a descendant of a bunch of other animals on this weird rock somewhere. Like that's really just what you are and you do have to die. That's the cross. That's the cross. But the faith is that like, that's some, the, the something that's talking at this level. It's a certain sparkle <laughs> yeah. that we all share, right? Like there's a sense that when you start relating to someone, really relating or get really engaged in an activity, there's this feeling that, oh, it's it's this sort of like really, 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 um, quickly vibrating ecology when you grok something. Yeah. Like, like you're not just involved in it. You're involved in it in a way that's like frothy. Yeah. Like you're engaged in it in a really like, not only are you not yourself, but you're something better than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. you're making a piece of art that is like the wi- most wildly beautiful thing you've ever seen, well, you're partaking in a kind of ecstasy of beauty, in yeah. fact. Like it, it sounds... Yeah. You're on a, like you're on a magical first date where you just talk for eight hours and you can't believe how much time has gone by. It's right. like the air is vibrating, yeah. And so, um, yeah, the real prize is is it's never going to be like bullshit's never going to be 
the answer to get closer to the real prize. Like, like if you can tell in your in your in your tense shoulder that like your response to your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your spouse, mm. your child, in the a, a tense deltoid muscle, you can feel the slightest tinge of of contraction. You know. It's kind of bullshit what you're saying. Like yeah. you're trying to get a rise out of someone. <laughs> you're trying to score points. You're trying to like earn um, pity or oh, something. Man. I caught I caught one of these myself yesterday. Can I can I give you an example? Sure. I think it's a good one. Because uh, uh, you know it's Thanksgiving. My, my significant other's parents were in town, and they were like, you know, what would be fun is to come to your show. Everybody comes to the show. Uh, and you know, fine. I'm parent friendly. That's that sounds fun to me. But then Mary herself was not feeling super well yesterday. Mm-hmm. So after family stuff, she went home to rest. But the parents still came to my show, oh. and she proposed this to me early in the day because we were originally going to drive together. And she's like, "You want to drive on my own?" And then I just go home. Yeah. And they come to the show, and a part of me was like, "I don't know." The whole reason I agreed to this was like you would also be there. Right. And I wouldn't be in the back of my mind of like if they're enjoying themselves the whole time. How the, the my gut reaction was like, but then I was like, well, but also it's not like, you know, it made no experiential difference whether she was in the audience with them or not to me. It's literally yeah. just a conversation at the end, and they're like, "Thanks for coming." <laughs> like, yeah. Before it even got too far in my brain, I was like, "This doesn't actually matter." Like, yes, you know, right? Just just because like all of a sudden I've never interacted with them without her before. And I had like had a minor hitch where I was like, well, they don't we need that buffer? Isn't that how yeah. the significant other's parents works in every interaction in this like cliche understanding of the world? Like it's a sitcom. Right. And, so and, you're, you're trying on selves, right? Right. Right. You're trying on what is a Duncan, right? Yeah. That's always, yeah. that's the, that's the question that your living always answers. Like that's the question that's being answered is like, what is a Duncan? And because you're, you're going, that sounds like is this a Duncan? <laughs> like like Duncan's a guy that like gets bent out of shape by a detail like Mary not feeling well. That seems not I don't think that's how a Duncan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is how a Duncan is, and then you live it, yeah. right? That, yeah. Well it like that's what I mean. It just dissipated instantly. Like, what am I gonna force her to be there? Like why give rise to these thoughts right. or express them in any way? Um Yeah, and everything was fine. But but yeah, I think it was that initial thing of like you need I need I need to just be a Duncan without the context of you there approving of me and we're like a unit and that's why they know me in the first place. Right. You know, it was like a rapid pulling of a certain conceptual rug. Right, right, right. Just right, for right. a second I was like, wait a minute. Right. This wasn't part of the deal of existing. Yeah. Cause you're like, it's gotta be better than that. It has to be truer than that, right? Yeah. Like you don't wanna put an imperfection into the reality pot. To reality stew, you don't want to put an imperfection into it because it's not real enough. Yeah, <laughs> if you, it, like if that's what's going on in the universe is that you're having a fight with your girlfriend because you got kind of snide because the setup now was yeah <laughs> was son- somehow unpalatable to you and like now you were gonna make a little kind of like you were trying to score points from it or something like like really sadistic stuff right, right. like sadistic stuff you you weaponized just what was happening. Um, yeah, just that things changed other than what they were agreed right. to. If you did yeah. that, it's like that's too stupid of a thing to be happening in the universe. <laughs> yeah. It's hack. It's <laughs> lame. The motivations are stupid. I don't want to be with this character. Mm-hmm. And like I don't want to be in that universe, you know? So so it's not but it but it's also not the, the way you live your life, you, it's it answers the question, what is a Duncan? But it also 
it also answers the question like what is good yeah you know you can't not answer that question with your life like everything you do is answering this question like what is good yeah Yeah, yeah you you can dock someone for sounding religious or philosophical all the time but unfortunately we've all been cast as um philosophers and uh mystics because here you are existing right <laughs> yeah like to, to be a mystic a, a mystic and a regular person are like basically the same thing it's just one realizes it and the other doesn't yeah yeah and that's <laughs> and that's where it's like it's just like to immediately be like that's not me or like that's not good version of me that had that thought like yeah. to in the moment kind of know there's like a smell test it can pass or, or it doesn't because of what i value and like you know just just whatever the love's answer would be. Right. So yeah. So we we extract these questions of like genuine basic goodness. We 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 extract them from professional discourse, right? Like you don't talk about religion, you talk about like fundamental goodness is beyond the scope of like a mission statement of a of a small organization or corporation or something. It, right. Like talking about the fundamental goodness of, of humans all the time, it starts to have a kind of culty ring to it. Mm-hmm. Well, ideally you wouldn't have to talk about it all the time. It would just infuse how we actually did business. Yeah. And how we actually yeah. went about creating a Yeah, but that's somehow society. But you need some method of injecting this kind of like goodness, this thing that is hard to define. Mm-hmm. It's just like for the right reasonness. It's like <laughs> we can feel it, you know. It's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a quality. But if that's off the menu, then what is there? I, I don't. If what are we? What are we doing in this universe? Are we like? Are we the curious thing that is like what's going on? Like, because the one that's curious is the one that's scared. They're the yeah. same one because they're the one that that's the one that doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see the power, the, the power comes from this deep submission. And these are the questions that confront anybody. And so like people talk about God, like it's this exotic explanation for something as opposed to the thing that's staring you in the eyes already. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the thing that stares you in the eyes just by virtue of you existing. Mm-hmm. That There's big, weird questions that you're an individual individuated out of what? I mean, being an individual is, is, it poses more questions than it answers, but, but, but the question that it does seem to answer, it does so so resoundingly that you would never ask the other ones. <laughs> yeah, we were we were saying that on the break where we, you know, the, the whole religious debate seems fundamentally like misaligned in most of the ways in which we have it, because you come up on this answer or that answer when in the 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 communal thing is everyone showing up with the humility to keep asking questions or at least admit some fundamental like insecurity and curiousness. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere you can go and be like, Hey, I'm the scared thing. Okay. I'm like in lots of contexts in lots of games I play, I have to be a fierce goalie. I have to be a good assistant district attorney. I have to be a good mother In all these contexts. I have to be the strong thing. Okay. And within context, you can perform well. You can feel the relative comfort and security that, that success in that game provides you, mm-hmm. right? You you can feel all those gravities, right? Yes. And it's real. It's not fake. It is real. Yeah. I'm not trying to say it's fake stuff. It's real stuff. Help me out. 
I got a little less. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the listening thing too. I'm, I got a little less there. I got a little lost too. This is great. Okay. This is perfect. Ah, we both did it. <laughs> no, it's perfect because this is great. Mm. What were we talking about? Being the scared self. Like, yeah. Like there we were, right? We didn't know what we were talking about. And that rush to find the context. Okay, mm. that's an interesting gravity to play with, right? We watched it just happen. Yeah. Right. We fell out of accordance with what we thought we were supposed to be doing. We didn't know where we were. We were starting from scratch. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's it like to start from scratch? It's scary. I'm curious. Where am I? Right. Like, right. Um, I'm that self. I'm that deeper, weird self again. But there has to be a kind of like day one, you know, pre-hire initiation into um, a relationship with that fact, with the relationship, like the relationship, your relationship to, um, your fundamental vulnerability in this universe. Yeah. 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 Like you, it's a thing that is, we build on that. That is the root of our, of our existence, you know? And yeah. the problem with it is that that's where the juice comes from. The juice comes from ignoring the fundamental questions of your own existence. Like that's where the, the, all the tumult and all the, the, the confusion comes from is yeah. not looking at that ugly stuff, the, the just the root of your existence. Mm -hmm. Something I've always drawn an immense amount of comfort from is uh, the sort of Zen principle of you're always a beginner. You know, Zen mind, beginner's minds. Yeah. Uh, where, where it's just like, yeah, like every day feels like figuring out how to live all over again. You know, I'm fundamentally insecure in a way. Just because of the magnitude of existing, you know the 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 nonstop questions and, and reinterpretations and you could only plane rupturing. You can only get good at being lost by turning your heart to God. You can only get good at being lost by loving God or loving. Like that's the only way to get good at being lost. Because mm -hmm. if you're lost, the only way you can persist in lostness is with a trust. Right? Is with mm -hmm. trust that um there's some deeper logic holding you. There's some deeper love holding you. Like that's the only way you'll push through. Yeah. You'll push through the, it's, the cheese grater. Like it's the only way to make sense of all the friction between the different selves that you have to like keep track of and, and represent and stuff, you know, the love is the connective tissue. Like for example, during the show last night, several or a few out of town comics. So we just, the small talk was very like comedy centric in a way that it's not normally. So they were like, Oh, you're like sick of other parents are in the crowd. Like, have they seen you before? Like, mm -hmm. what about like these worlds are colliding was like the sort of implicit tone, you know? And we were all talking about like if our own parents had ever come to see us and just that idea that I was like, Oh man, now I, now I have to be this guy when I'm also being the show, my show comedy guy and wanting everything to go well that, I get, well, I guess all these guys want everything to go well and are just like going to treat everybody with love anyway. So there's no actual tension here, you know. In those sort of like Seinfeld situations mm -hmm. of of there's there are these kind of like high pressure and low pressure systems of yeah interpersonal something or another. You can feel them. It's just like a kind of that four o'clock high pressure system that's just that that really gray marbled cloud that just you don't like yeah it's that kind of cloudiness no one likes it's not dark enough it's not gloomy enough it's not light enough it's just 
a kind of ambivalence. Yeah. We don't give enough credit to how bad ambivalence can feel. It's kind of the worst feeling in a way. Like, yeah. To know that you should feel some way. Yeah. Like, to and- feel differently and then to like, let those things dance through your fucking soul for some reason. Yeah. Ambivalence is tough because even like animosity has juice, you know, and mm-hmm. has like purpose. But yeah, the, the kind of constant storm of me's, you know, all those planes intersecting. Yeah. But the eye always does it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of funny part is the eye is always the one that is here. Charismatic, warm, connecting. Mm-hmm. It's always the commitment to the, the here and the now and the eye and being the eye, being the ecological self. It's always by engaging that with energy that you spread love, right? Like that's charisma. Charisma is bringing more to this, to the plate than, than you're taking away. Yeah. It's, it's bringing spirit to the situation. You know, it's, it, it, it's a certain, there's a sanctifying quality to that. Yeah. By, by taking your affairs seriously, there's kind of a, um, it's sanctified by your energy. You bring it, you, you bring your care to it. And mm-hmm. so I come back to the idea that, um, that the, the answer is never going to be a secret. It's always going to be an integrated thing that works. Mm-hmm. Like the answer will embrace what exists, right? What holds what exists will embrace what exists. It can't be the case that, you know what I'm saying? There's, it can't be the case that the nature of nature is against nature. The answer will, you'll climb your way out by how it actually is. Yeah, yeah. It'll it, always be on the back of just how it fucking is. The answer won't be a, a way out or something. No, it'll be an integration into whatever it is. Yeah. 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 It'll be t- like uh Well, I think I think in that there's a larger sense of like you know, as it applies to like 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 the grain of reality and and when we talk about the information space and stuff, like the answer isn't like specific behavior or that all of these like different me selves are a complete illusion and to never take them seriously and and you know the the proverbial move to a mountaintop or a monastery, and stop participating, right? Like the answer will be in in the whole. It'll be in yeah, integrating yourselves in in realizing the connective tissue is is a spiritual thing. The and, I, and the, Amaz- the, the now, yeah. the the God self, the love. And and it might be a bit doomsdayish or something, but mm. like Amazon. They hide broken ecologies, right? They they hide broken important ecologies, and you notice it during like snowpocalypse or something, or COVID when things break down. Yeah, and Amazon doesn't work anymore, and you can't get to the store. That yeah. you realize what a shitty human you are at being a human. Like those are busted ecologies, and and the question is, do you want your ecologies determined by, you know, the profit motivations of angel investors and stuff right do you want right i think it's yeah it's like do you want to just be in the matrix except powering the machine with your attention instead of your body heat yeah you know do you want to be a passive participant there's something about like the the abstraction machine i think we're talking about that outside Hmm. about like it's almost like a criterion of sanity yeah, buying into like a certain 
presuppose like concreteness to yeah to, to a the, certain yeah constellation of phenomena right yeah like sanity is just like i grant supremacy to certain constellations of phenomena and like that's clearly what it is it's a kind of like operating system we can all run mm -hmm. but it doesn't like contain the most truth or something like maybe like a hornet expert somewhere like an insect expert <laughs> has the most knowledge of the actual right. universe in his brain but it, that but, knowledge is no basis for like a shared operating system for millions of people right and there's like a reductive way to think about it like when they ask a person that hits their head like what year is it who's the president mm -hmm. you know right there you go <laughs> <laughs> but but it was well, kind of like that but with just a general like you know you could the, you could go about your day and like just you're like oh i can't say that thought that's insane <laughs> you know right that's not based on the shared set of presuppositions that we have when other people talk about like uh the news or the government mm -hmm. or whatever it is yeah and that these media they're not bad and they maybe don't even need to be reformed like i don't know what i'm saying about them but i guess what i'm saying is like know what games you're playing like know what media demand yeah. of you and what the trade-off is and right um know that there's so much more context than just the passive like oh, i gotta read the news you know what you're you're really saying i gotta choose um a giant corporation to make some value judgments about what's worthy of my attention you know if a company doesn't actually make things okay mm. then it's a game yeah. like a fox news or a cnn like it's a kind of game if um like a facebook if you don't you don't make anything. Okay, then you're a game. These are all computer games. They're all like yeah. just sets of instructions and sets of instructions are what? Little sets of instructions. Sets yeah. of instructions are like preferences given context. Okay, mm -hmm. well now you're determining how people interact. Um certain and certain behaviors rewarded, others is you know what I mean like likes and all this Yeah. Um remember we put it a few weeks ago as the casino of the moment. Right, where your brain has this ability to sort of invest anything with that that tessellated fractal like way of understanding these these companies just make you know little moment casinos mm -hmm. to like filter the news for you and be like, well, but play the Fox News one, play the New York Times app, right? You know, do the crossword on it. The New York Times has a weekly quiz about the news. Ugh, shit like that. So it's. I don't want to get on this kick where everything's bad and big news is bad and all this stuff. It, it's yeah. more like the nature of the solution will certainly have something to do with the nature of the situation, right? Yes. Yeah. Like the specific situation. And the specific situation is that we have really deep, like really deep and profound symbioses with technologies right now. Yeah. Like that's just the case, right? I'm not obsessed with technology. It's obsessed with us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's a very strong bond, this informational symbiotic relationship we have with technology. Um, so the spiritual solution will, of course, will just be a solution because <laughs> won't it be in accordance with how it is? You know? Yeah, but you'd have to think it the, the anti miracle. The the whole thing's a miracle, but but no part of it's a miracle. The whole thing's a miracle, and 
Yeah, I think I think part of even talking ourselves into doing a podcast again was this was based on the the presupposition that like there's goodness to be spread here or there's a there that that this thing is so comprehensive whatever this zero sense is this this palpable energy to the world mm-hmm. it contains this stuff it thought of this stuff yeah exactly right it is it is put it all in our pockets and heads and made us all a weird ricocheting product of, yes. of all human wisdom and history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're spring-loaded with whatever the fuck we all are. Right? We're spring-loaded with it, and if you just will let it out, <laughs> you might get a schizophrenic on the corner making like weird tesseract poetic sense of something. Yeah. You can hear it, right? You can hear that schizophrenic people are correct about something somewhere, but but and in, it's in an in a, but it, we can't touch it here. And I guess that's the tragedy of it is they're in some inverted place, but it, it seems like they really mean it. It seems like they know it. You know, there's there's yeah. there's a kind of conviction there. They tr- yeah, they traffic in a certainty that we'll never have in a certain way. But but yeah, it's it's it can be folded in. You know, it it seems like a powerful thing that could be in the right hands. It's more just like you gotta, you gotta think about what your hands want before they pick it up. That didn't make sense. I think that makes sense. <laughs> or uh, you know, I did. I did start getting into um, McLuhan's understanding media, mm-hmm. um, just the first chapter. But his, he's just like the general basic principle is like you, or we shape our tools, and then our tools shape us. Yeah. So it's, it's an extension of yourself. And it's it's a plague. All of the same sort of values and 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 ways of reframing are as applicable to the yeah. information space as they are to your life and space time and everywhere else. Yeah, and and the question about tools is often like this: either or, like it's good or it's bad or something. But I don't think the problem with Google is is essentially different from the problem with Coca Cola: is that they weren't. At, at the DNA level, coded with love, yeah, right. They weren't <laughs> they weren't coded with with like a deep commitment to the the fundamental goodness of humans, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not at the core of their mission. It obviously isn't. They both sell products that are of like dubious quality and for your health. So I don't know if it's about computers or anything, but but the biggest things don't seem to be crafted from a deep resonant connection to love. Yeah. So I, I don't think we're against any tool or necessarily anything. It's just do the motivations have to be so stupid. Maybe they do. I don't understand <laughs> markets that maybe I don't understand like worlds and economies. So well, maybe that's just the case. Like we just, nope. Love can never be the, at the driver's seat for some reason. Maybe well, that's just the case. I don't know, but it's just never going to align with the profit incentive or at least not for quite some time. They put ads on the fucking mound at the on the World Series telecast. Like they project it onto the mound. It's <laughs> it obscene. Sucks. That's like yeah. it's That's like when they do like they'll do that on tennis courts because they're green. They'll just put ads wherever they want. Whole thing's a green screen. You can't even honor the field of play. Like yeah. it's really nuts. It's the things are getting crushed. The sophistication, that's what we're up against. We're up against sophistication. Sophistication is like very boring. It's flattening. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
It doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't care. It like, it squashes you for its own imperatives. Like it does, it, you know, you're just in, in information space. You're just that. You, I mean, you, you get pulled around by your dopamine and your pin numbers and stuff. Like you really, yeah. but what I was going to tell you was about, um, so, oh, this is the, this is the thing I thought of this week. Okay. That, um, and it sounds real stupid, but like communicate with the medium that you're using. So how I came up with it was I was making this crazy big new thing on wood. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. It's wild. It's like really beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever made. It's really crazy. But it occurred to me that um, it's what I'm proposing today is a kind of new, new, icon, a kind of new iconoclasm. Iconoclasm. Do you know what iconoclasm is? No. Do you know? Let me see if I can pronounce the word before I ask you if you know what it is. <laughs> iconoclasm. So iconoclasm, like like Islam is a very iconoclastic religion. It's something that I tend to respect about the religion. Hmm. I mean, not killing people who put cartoons of, of Allah, but um, in general, I think icono, iconoclasm is cool. It's the deep mistrust of representation. Okay. A deep mistrust of representation. We've been lulled into like pure symbiosis with representation as a kind of like invisible medium. Yeah. 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 Right. Like we live in an invisible medium of representation and we sign off on it every day yeah. with how casual we are about it. But when you think about it, it's like I'm making this beautiful piece of art. I'm making it as beautiful as I can make it. And my arm is sore and I'm like, really? I just. It occurs to me that I want to communicate with this medium. In fact, that's what I'm doing. I want to communicate exactly what I want to communicate at the time. Yeah. Like this, just some color here or some dynamic. It's usually some, not, it's hard to explain, but it's just some dynamic that you get, you start seeing and you like want to draw it out and you want to show it. Like, isn't this crazy? Look how weird this is. That's what I'm trying to put into it. But it occurred to me that if I, took a picture of it and put it on Instagram or took a picture of it, of it at all, it would become this recursive thing. I'm trying to communicate with this medium, but mm -hmm. then I would capture it with a different medium. Okay. Digital photography with my phone. Sure. And then I'd put it into a third medium, an Instagram post, which is its own kind of medium with its own kinds of like aesthetic yeah. standards. And so it's, it's a different art form. So we're three levels away. Right. Yeah. I would then come back and monitor uh, a different art form, uh, my popularity, likes, and sure, how sure. you're sort of like story on Instagram, like the whole profile in total. Yeah, it's yeah. quality, the quality of the thing as uh, determined by my few followers, which is like a crazy way of approaching anything. Mm -hmm. It would become a failure. I wouldn't be communicating with, like, it would have been an Instagram post the whole time. Yeah. In some way, because to the degree that information space is kind of like the primary uh, marketplace, the primary place where reality happens. Yeah. Then if, if you if you enter something into that record. Then that's where it lives. It lives in this like attitudinal place, not in a place of expressiveness. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to communicate with the piece of art I'm making. So I just was like, well, I'm going to give it to my friend Mark. Yeah. I'm just going to give it to him. But like make it, it's the biggest piece I've ever made. It's the most professional looking piece I've ever made. 
I don't want to give it away. I want to keep looking at it. Like, <laughs> but now it's gone, and I didn't take a picture of it. You just gave it to yes. Mike? Wow. And this is ecology here. This is like living your values into existence, right? It's by like trapping yourself, by seeing, by seeing ecologically that like, okay, that it's not a small thing to, to make a post on Instagram of this art piece that I just made, like with my sweat and my body and my yeah. kitchen table, which is just like completely covered in wax. Like the whole, my electric bill might be, I don't care. I don't care. I was like wild eyed making this thing. I made it just like as a prayer. I just made it as a like yeah wild prayer to color and texture and weirdness and weird effects and then just like exuberance like i've tried to invent and i think i might be close to inventing like a visual art form that completely flatters just stupid exuberance yeah just like the harder you go and like the dumber you get and the more you won't stop the crazier it looks mm -hmm. that it's just the exuberance itself that that you see yeah. like that's the product in fact is the mere exuberance that when applied with enough consistency to one medium that exuberance will show itself as exuberance as actual captured exuberance. Yeah. Right. So communicating the medium that you're using. That's where the exuberance is. That's yeah. where I put all yeah. the exuberance stupidly for no good reason. Right. Like I enjoy it cause I enjoy it. I want to look at it cause I want to look at it. There's no good reason to do it. And it's, it looks better because I knew it was a gift as I was making it. Because it's like, if I want to make something so good that it hangs on my friend's wall and has a relationship with them. Yeah. Because the, the piece is really complicated. Like, it's really supposed to be... It, the goal is to pinball you. Not necessarily catch your eye, but that if you look, then you're stuck. Like Once you look once, then your eye's going to be caught by this and this and this and this and this. And, this. <laughs> well. and the idea is to pinball your eyes around. So I want it to be like a meaningful relationship. I don't want it to be a boring thing to look at. Mm -hmm. It's going to hang on their wall. You know, their, their guests or their parents are going to see it. I want to, I'm thinking about the reality of the thing in space time. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about its implications in space time. I've given it a, a, someone to communicate to Mark and I'm communicating with, with uh, melted wax now. Okay. I, yeah. That's the mode of communication. And, and when I go to communicate, um, I'm connected somehow to commitment to space time, yeah. to like, to ecology, to friendship. That when I go over there now, it'll be there, and that's where it is. It's not on my phone. I didn't take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. I'm proposing a new kind of iconoclasm, like a, a, a fairly kind of staunch new attitude towards these these um, media, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, TikTok, whatever people are using for their art. Yeah, that they take a harder look at representation in this in this venue in 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 this digital age right rethink how casual we are about taking our form the thing that we just did in space time translating it into this and then flattening its value to that yeah yeah into into piecing it up and what goes where especially as every media or every social media outlet like pivots to video and stuff very strongly on the back of TikTok, taking all the young people. And this idea has, 
really general applicability, I think, because let's say you get in a fight with your girlfriend on Thanksgiving. Not a huge thing. It just you guys aren't having. You're not firing on the same cylinders. It's not sure. It might have just happened for many people. And you're a sensitive talker outer. You want to talk it out. You're the one who wants to like just really make sure that you have the the pretty treaty signed up yeah, and written yeah. with a quill and signed. You just want to make sure that like we are officially on the same page. And I just want to talk it out because I'm neurotic. And do you agree? Are we good? I think we're good. Like if you're that sort, okay. That's good that you want harmony. It's good that you want harmony. But what's what are you doing right now? Well, the medium, what's the medium? The medium is that you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. You're cooking. You're prepping the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning the home. You're doing that, right? So there's this way that a lot of us can approach something like this, which is we haven't actually um, talked it out. We're still tense, and we're going to do this thing together get the dinner ready and we do it tensely because we're still fighting. Yeah. Right. Sure. The treaty hasn't been signed yet. So I'm going to do it tensely. Okay. Communicate with the, the, the dinner cooking. Mm-hmm. Like that's the medium, right? The medium is what cooking Thanksgiving dinner. If you want to be conciliatory towards your girlfriend, then relax your muscles. Yeah. Don't do it in a tense way where you're, 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 you know, having a jihad on reality. Do it with the tenderness that you want to communicate with your words, but but now just do it. Be there with her. Start from scratch. Start from scratch. Be there. Yeah. And um, use that medium because the words aren't the medium right now. Mm-hmm. If, I, to, I, I feel like the uh, the immense popularity of that five love languages book. Have you ever heard of that? Mm. Where it's just like, and you can pick and not a part if you want or whatever, but I feel like the big thing is people are just like, there are a lot of nonverbal ways to communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, primarily so in the context of a relationship when you think about it. So what I noticed when I'm melting wax, like if you want to integrate something, like you, oh, you like, I like what's there, but I want to melt a pink crayon into it. I want to, if you don't soften the area, if you don't relax the area, then the wax, the new melted wax will just go over. It'll just go over it. Sure. It won't be integrated into it. It'll go over it. And there will still be under it the thing that you covered. Like the thing needs to relax. Sure. So you kind of heat the whole area up first. Right. And yeah. so like your con- like your reconciliation with your girlfriend after this fight, like it will assuredly grow out of the ecology that you're currently in, right? Mm-hmm. It will. So... Do the task to, in your heart, want reconciliation, okay? But then to do the actions in the kitchen with a kind of, like, rigid aggrievement, mm-hmm. a kind of uh, robotic and terse movement of, like, loveless movement, like, every single thing I do to do the dinner, I want her to see. <laughs> I want her to see that I'm, like, like that, like, I'm going to aggressively do these actions towards you mm-hmm. because we haven't signed the treaty yet. We haven't talked with words yet. I haven't communicated with words yet, right? We haven't communed in the abstract place. But we share this house together. We're going to have this dinner together. Yeah. So you're waiting. You're you're being you're being a prima donna about your medium. You want to get to the words where you can like say it all and it all fits like puzzle pieces. But here you are in the kitchen together doing something, and um, 
So that's your medium. Use the medium at hand to communicate, mm-hmm. right? It's like, um, it's kind of why um, stand-up specials aren't as good as stand-up, not even close. Yeah, there's just, I was thinking about that when in, in the general sense, because it's just like, it's so immediate, you know? And it's just, uh, it, we did this thing with, you know, like Krug and uh, County and stuff, because I hadn't seen him in so long. County was like, I always think of one of your bits specifically about this one little thing. Mm-hmm. It was like the most flattering thing another artist could ever give me. That he's just like, yeah, I, I remember that. You know what I mean? <laughs> he downloaded like, the, the software, yeah. Like, like, that's a little gift that I gave him because it's uh, he thought of it every time he had a, a you know, thing of Pringles. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's you lose a little something recording it, even though, you know, I hope people do that. <laughs> yeah it's important <laughs> no i'm I'm not saying it's not good i'm just saying um french fries aren't potatoes <laughs> aren't they're kind of not anymore they you've sure changed are. you've changed french fries right yeah like you're definitely kind of potatoes but like are you yeah you're not a vegetable anymore you're a confection but a tasty one I think, uh, what do you think? What do you think about the new iconoclasm? It means, uh, iconoclasm means like a distrust of iconography? Yeah. Well, that's, I like it. Yeah. That's the, or op- like, or like an active attitude against them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like iconoclasm is, the, the divine is divine. You can't, mm-hmm. like, I would even go so far as to say that the new iconoclasm might include like not having a LinkedIn. What do you mean? Like not having a LinkedIn. Imagine a world where people take a stance against the demand for avatarism, right? Sure. That that we 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 reject we reject that that we have to be a part of this like flattening. Yeah. To partake in the marketplace. We just reject it. And if if that's demanded, then shouldn't we have a talk yeah. about it? Shouldn't we stop as a species and have a talk that like you either going to sign on to being like a full on, like a dimensional avatar of yourself, if you want to like get a job or keep a job or be on a soccer team or something, mm-hmm. you have to be on Facebook so you can have get all the updates from the soccer team. Like, shouldn't we discuss this that we have to live in constant, like electrified, Frankensteinism? <laughs> yeah, if we want to like live at all, is that a fair question? So that the new iconoclasm might be that kind of militant about like, no, you should not having a LinkedIn page should not be make yeah. it harder to get a job somewhere. Is that not like that's it's a crazy thing, but think about it. That seems very fair to me, you know, especially I might be a little skewed on the LinkedIn front because I haven't really had to. I, I don't think any job would have been like, you don't have one. That's weird that I've ever had. But I feel like it is more expected at certain levels. It is. Yeah. Because we've accepted somehow Mm -hmm. this form of self-birth representation. Well, and it's like, yeah, it seems so pernicious because like the social media explosion was based out of like a, an actual social good thing, you know, like, like, like. The ability to connect that frequently in that sort of like complex of a way was 
is based on like how cool it is to have all your friends from high school on there, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then it just, yeah, to have it co-opted by corporations and, you know, every little app that wants you to like join their social network as right. well. They're like, oh yeah. To, to see social capital capitalized for it, the attention itself, you know, and then for, to become the standard, it's, it's no good. You shouldn't have to have a LinkedIn to get a job. Because if you have to have a LinkedIn, then this tension, this weird tension that we've been dealing with for the last five years, six years, like it's been a really tense, that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that continues. I think those things are related. I, I think this like being sucked into this thing. Um, it's a free service, you know, like that, like. Join the Matrix. Just get on in. It's yeah, free, it's yeah, free yeah. service. <laughs> Who needs Big Brother when we can all watch ourselves and report on ourselves online all the time? <laughs> Join the Matrix today. <laughs> but it's not even... But it's the thing is, it's it doesn't have to be perverted to be bad. Exactly, it doesn't yeah. have to be deeply perverted to be not good. Mm-hmm. It's like not that they... They don't care. Like I, I am not one of these privacy hounds who's just like they're trying to get my things. I don't care. And that I don't think that's my angle here. My angle is something like just the fact that you have to represent yourself as the stuffy LinkedIn version of yourself. Yeah. To be a serious contender in the job market, that seems like a big choice as a as a culture. Right. Is is it not that? Or like it's like I've heard that you're a weirdo if you don't you perverted if you don't. Well, that's a that's a really powerful kind of Victorian uh, ethic, isn't it? I've seen multiple examples where people considering dating somebody else find out that they have no social media, and they're like, "Well, that's weird." I'm like, "Why should that be weird to have none?" Not that it's weird to have it, but it shouldn't be weird not to have it. You know what I mean? That's not like a red flag. I would think. Yeah, and so it's it doesn't have to be perverted to be not great. And what makes it not great is that it wasn't made from love. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't made with love in mind. It wasn't made with flow in mind, with your ecologies, with your desires, with your itches, your actual itches, you know. Like yeah. it 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 wants to make you itchy for what it the scratches it has, but yeah. but what about the itch that just itches you? And and would would you even know how to feel it anymore because if you're always being you know, having these fake itchy powders applied to you by Madison Avenue, then you might not even know your own itches. Well, that is, uh, that is an anonymous saying that McLuhan, McLuhan, how do you say it? McLuhan. McLuhan references early on is just, uh, just like, I forget the video, like that is reckoned wisdom, which describes the scratch, but not the itch. So like, you know, just by the nature of like concrete information space, the, the the language there it's like we're just, everyone's describing their scratches in very great detail mm-hmm. right it does nothing for the itchiness you feel in reality you know in in space time but yeah so these things are fused it's like we i think our goal is to ultimately i don't know if i said this in here or out there and that's what's in, I th- I, this is an interesting <laughs> one cuz we split it up between yeah and so i don't know if we're repeating ourselves in here or not but okay the thing that i shared in the the other thing it just popped into my head mm-hmm. was that, um, okay. So like the question of who are you, right? Who's, what is your identity? Who am I? These mm-hmm. questions, right? Yeah. The who am I questions? Um, what am I about? Am I this kind of like, yeah, these sorts of, um, do I want to be that guy? 
these no 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 not that you always go there <laughs> you always you always twist it in your own kind of like no it's not it's not smarmy you're you think you're smarmy for some reason like that's your take on yourself he's like yeah i'm like i'm better than people <laughs> you think you're smarmy but you're not i thank you i i guess yeah I, i'm a little on the watch for it that's why you're not. God damn it. It works. <laughs> ah, it works. It works. It worked again. <laughs> Dow got it right again. He looks out for it, so, so he's not it. Sorry, Makes sense. What was the thing? You were you were saying the questions. Who am I? Yeah, they're like Buddha was right. They're the wrong they're just like they're not good questions. It's like not a good question. Because um what does it even mean? What could it mean? You'd have to define what a me is first to say what you are. Yeah. We don't know what we are. <laughs> and no one can tell us what we are because we're at the fucking melting edge of whatever it is. No one can tell us what, like, no one could tell you what you are. You've never existed before. Here you are. Yeah. You might hold some weird secret because you just have a neurological disorder and then they study that and now we know everything. You might hold the fucking secret of the stars in your DNA. Who knows? Yeah. We don't know what we know. We don't know what you are. We can't say. So it's not a great question to ask because the answer is, are just a mouth diarrhea contest of, of fun words to say. Mm -hmm. But this is the very question at the heart of all media in this country is I, your identity. Identity, yeah. yeah so yeah. so you see that like it's the very wrong question being answered like very energetically by lots of corporations. It's 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 this like who are you and like what's your password and what's right, like right. you're you're being individuated like as a matter of course by engaging in this this area you have a different login like just think about a login think about how many things have logins in life mm -hmm. how many things had logins in lives when you were fucking 18 me zero yeah. i didn't have a fucking email um like those are different kinds of spaces when you need a password but we can't Things get so complicated that the salient points become so densely dimensional that you can't mention them anymore. Yeah. Language can't accommodate the actual complexity that we're experiencing. Like it like mm -hmm. we still have the word complexity. Well, okay, then that's too late because we can't complexity can't do it. I can't even conceive of it. To try to conceive of the complexity of our informational systems is almost Yeah. It's um a psychedelic of its own if you just sit there and try to imagine it just imagine the satellites and then the companies that own them mm -hmm. the subsidiary companies and the shell companies and imagine the subsidiaries and imagine the people that go out and work on it and imagine oh god just think about all the electricity yeah this big thing networks and network computers and yeah i think for the first time it's like the vastness of trying to imagine all of those sort of overlays of society is like boy i can't even it's it's it seems as impossible as contemplating like you know the intricacies of your own like neurons and and mental connections and stuff yeah no it gets to that point where it's yeah. indistinguishable yeah exactly because it isn't but because it is because it is telepathy now basically mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. essentially telepathy yeah and so information space is like a clown car because <laughs> yeah so you have one fire department in boise that does 
a demonstration showing that you shouldn't fry your turkey because it's a fucking clusterfuck and you're going to burn your house down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying let's imagine that's how it started. Sure. And then it goes up in flames and then they blow it out with the thing and then it says follow Boise FD on Twitter or something. Whatever. It's like sure. a cute video that they make for engagement. Everyone needs engagement for some reason. Okay. Love so, it. well, what happens next is not... It's a clown car because what comes out is 300 videos from 300 other cities with fire departments doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... uh, instantaneously. That's that's information space. That there's no the space between the time between the people. It's it's so com- it's so completely destroyed. Yeah, by the heat of the networks, like the heat of the networks outstrips time somehow and it's just like nope here's all this content now it feels like it's a diseased brain it's just like spitting stuff out <laughs> jesus it's like a clown car and they're just like they're even like tripping over each other to get out it's like they're just pouring out of there man as fast as the algorithm can show you but the prop like we're not trying to shit on technology it's mm. just um that happened. That's our ingrained habit of choice. That's our ingrained. Yeah. That just happens to be our ingrained software. It happens to be a part of it. I'm sure back in Socrates' time, it was kind of different. But there was they were have they were running their own reality softwares that were, you know, flattering in some ways and harsh in others. Mm-hmm. It sounds silly to say like, oh, the pillows are the problem. Like the pillows are the problem. The pillows? Like, let's say, you're like, what's wrong with me lately? I'm not sleeping very well. And oh, yeah, maybe yeah, I'm yeah. having a midlife crisis. Like, just the maybe maybe it just is the pillows, you know? Like, I'm the right pillow for your neck. Yeah. There's this. Okay. So to lose the zeroth sense means to like lose the ecologies that like you actually share with the people that you love. The actual media of your relationship, it's not a one it's not like a toll road between you two it's not like a bridge that connects just you you guys in some spiritual way yeah no you love into the universe together namely the house that you share namely the bed that you share like namely the actual place of your living Mm -hmm. this is the ecology of your love It, it is the thing that um you share it you know you become it together you become the three of you become a another thing somehow yeah and if you if you can't think about that if you're stuck in the place where there's no palpability and you're just the floating radio receiver you're just a decoder of the five senses then we always have to sign a treaty we always have to figure it out discursively we always have to get the puzzle pieces to fit together when I, i feel like that 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 put me in some palpable memories of just those those sort of like oh man this this was a we we had the resolution of this, but then one of us like kept talking about it, and now there's this tension. I'm like, well, now that we've talked about it so long, I'm worried that you think I'm more annoyed than I was. Yeah, right. Because the even, you know, there's there's just diminishing returns on a on a thing sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, and then all of a sudden, your point is just like, I'm still thinking about. This. I'm making points yeah. now, and I and want you to know that I'm still thinking about. Yeah, it, even yeah, yeah, though. Yeah. I am out loud professing to have the resolved attitude, you know? So yeah, to think to think of your space together or your relationship with 
you know, whoever it is you're talking to and whatever you're trying to navigate is like an expression of the love that's kept you together thus far. Yeah, let's say that you, things aren't going great in the bedroom and you don't know why. Sure. And you fixate on it and you you want that part of your life to get better. Mm-hmm. Try a crazy experiment for me. Like just drop the sex thing and just, just whatever you need to do to get by without like being aggrieved in, in, in your neighbor's presence, neighbor, in your, in your na- <laughs> uh, partner's presence. Yeah. But like just pick some other thing that you think will like make like the place, the house like so much better or the, the, the apartment like so much better. Just a little thing if you fixed, if you painted, if you did this and just do that from a place of love. Mm-hmm. I bet it's like really sexy. You know, if you're just feeding into the love, the love, love is always the payload. Right. So right. like, so loving is always like a, the best option. And, and so like, to, to live it, you call it like e- ecological thinking is important because you don't see yourself as an island with all these sentiments and ideas and loves. And then your, your, your partner is another reservoir of those things. Mm-hmm. And that, that you need to communicate only with words or only with gestures or only with things that are directed at each other. Yeah. Then your relationship becomes like this thing on the stock market. It's this thing that is like an, you become your attitudes about right, the relationship. Right, right, How's the, that's the, that's like, I feel like a subtly awful thing about the pandemic has been it adds this element of like, which way is the red line going today? Uh, overlay to everything, right? So I checked the New York Times and the, it's going back up, like case mm. nodes, and I'm like, ugh, right? That just adds this. But it, then you want to take the stock of every like little aspect of your life, right? Like, ooh, we're, we're in a fight, so this relationship is going bad. Yes. It's a real bear market for happiness. Today. Right, right, because because you've too easily identified the relationship with what? With your partner's mood, with yeah. your partner's current mood, right? Well, this is where we lose the real life. This is where we lose the zero sense, right? We yeah. lose it in the actual ecology that we share, that if I love into, it will love her. If I clean the bathroom, it will gleam for her. It will, it will, mm-hmm. it will greet her with, mm-hmm. with radiant warmth and love. It just will. If you love into something, it often, if it's like a good enough conductor, right? Not everything will conduct. Yeah. Just because you love doesn't mean, doesn't mean you will see the love. <laughs> Sometimes it goes squirting off in ways that are not easy to see by humans. Yeah. But for the most part, if you just love into something. It will, some ecology will take root mm-hmm. if you're deeply honest uh, and loving and you want to do things for the right reason. You're at a job, you feel like you're in over your head. If you're really honest well, and like, about it and... Um, I feel like especially our earlier sort of idea of like just turning your head and looking at the shame in your peripheral vision. Yeah. Very, very important in a relationship context. Absolutely. You know, because it's a, once you, the, the stakes seem so high. So the shame, I think in terms of relationship conflict is maybe even a little harder to look at. Yeah. So, cause you know, this, this ghost of like loneliness and like right. all that stuff is like hanging out there with it. Absolutely. Yeah. But once you look at it, that's, you know, guaranteed your partner's going to understand what, what you're talking about, you know, if you can, if you can keep it in your sight. Yeah. So, so many problems come from seeing like, Forgetting the palpable, forgetting mm-hmm. that you actually share a life. No, you have a, 
the life is real. Your life is real. Yeah. Here you are. Like it's not just <laughs> attitudes. It's not just a, like a collective, like mutual fund of your girlfriends and your attitudes about the relationship currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a real thing. It's a real thing that you've built and it has artifacts and you, you, you own a thing together and you have this and you have all these memories. Like, no, it's, uh, you have the pets and you, you have all these ecologies mm-hmm. that you're both like mutually enmeshed in. It's like relationships, man. Like they're just psychedelic in their nature. They create all these little like specific sense memory things that, that connect in these constellations over mm-hmm. time. Right. You know, they're intoxicating. You really kind of like take stock of where you're at. I think like that is like I think those are connected some like a a certain eagerness or neuroticism about your status with your lover mm. on one hand with um something else on the other hand probably <laughs> <laughs> check in later <laughs> everything's connected to something else folks wait what was the first part of that fork I don't know we were we we were talking about relationships. I thought that was the first part. Yeah. The zero sense. That's probably close. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, it's some, is this not, does this not feel true that there's like a tipping point where you start taking attitudes as realer than reality? Like you fundamentally engage in what we might call an attitude and, and, and not direct experience of, of a phenomenon. There's some, and we, yeah, we all yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. tip between it, like just talking into the microphone and then, is this a cheap mic? Is this a weird, is this a, is this a, that voice is, <laughs> that like wakes up and goes, what are you? Yeah, no, I think it's easy to, yeah, to give attitudes a certain weight insofar as like, because like the information space affords a very like comprehensive view of the world. Right, it affords a comprehensive something. Something, yeah. No, obviously, not like an accurate view, but just like it tells a very exhaustive story. Right, it has lots of data. Right, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So, like the the attitudes will be like more like some of them are so repeated and born out of these like multi part threads on Twitter and just just nonstop information. So, your direct experience, you know, it's a little more humble in its presentation. So yeah, I think you can easily get, think of attitudes as more real. Does that make sense? Yeah. And attitudes are real. They just happen to include what you do and then how what you did is reflected in in your context, in your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, the attitude, attitudes are real. If you take life seriously, then you, you, you feel them and you either sort through them or you yeah act on them or something but if you just are clogged up with attitudes and it's like well what's the goal you know what i mean like like if you're clogged with attitudes and the question is sort of like well what are you what are you trying to get actually you yeah. might want to stop and say wait what because attitudes are kind of twistings they twist you towards different things in information space different gravitational centers right mm-hmm and then you strike your attitude towards this gravitational center. We all, but we're all saluting, you know. 
Um, we're all saluting these gravitational centers, sort of. Um, if I'm always stopping to, to to salute these things and have attitudes about them, then you might ask, well, you keep stopping here and here and here and here, but where were you trying to get? Yeah. Maybe attitudes aren't the menace that I'm making them out to be. I mean, they're not, in fact. The problem is, there's no... Well, the problem is that the answer is obvious, and that's what makes it so hard. It's the not, like, language is kind of used to point out the non-obvious. Yeah. If you point out the obvious, it's very scary, actually. Yeah, yeah Walk yeah. up to a stranger and just say something obvious. Like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> this, this, so you're in a horror movie at that point. <laughs> right. The non, like, the Shit. obvious is horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expressing it is uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. So there's five of us. If you say that's weird, yeah. if you get on an elevator and there's five people and you say, there's five of us. Well, like. <laughs> what does that mean? That's <laughs> What I feel like that's that's sort of what we're getting at in the sense that like these big fundamental things, the only linguistic way to express them is to make it sound very obvious, you know? Like, like love is love and mm-hmm. it's all love and we're all part of one big you know ineffable thing or whatever it is but 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 that has the ring of like it's tuesday to it you know that that yeah. seem, that stuff is almost even more disruptive of the day-to-day like well the news is the news and work is work you know mm-hmm. what i mean and time is money you know like these fundamental precepts of just like living in the world that we all sort of subconsciously resent people questioning when it when it sort of throws us off you know these attitudes are, are built on these suppositions, a lot of them. So, a lot of obvious stuff. We just were like, well, that goes without saying. Like, that's sort of a cliche, isn't it? You know, there's a defensiveness, I think, that's in people that I'm certainly still losing week to week. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? <laughs> Should we stop? I think I think we started out hot for once. And then gradually coasted to a to a chill place. Sometimes we we ramp up, and yeah, then, and then 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 we're flying high at this point, and it's hard to know. But I feel like this was a good episode. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's important stuff. Like this iconoclasm, it, it's taking it to my friend Mark. Like I don't know if he likes it. I hope he likes it. It's I I think it's really beautiful. Okay. But now it's really uncomfortable, somewhat uncomfortable to be like, give it to him. And he's like, I like it. And I'm like, not enough. And I wanted him to like it more. And so like I realized, oh, his response is, I was, thought I was making it out of love. But now I have to face the, the, these petty reasons like I thought he was going to love it. But then I also see, well, I made it as beautiful as I could. I tried to wow him because if you're going to make a gift for someone, aren't you going to try to wow them? Yeah. You're going to try to make them like it at the deepest part of themselves. So okay, I see that my pettiness is just something else. It's another thing. It's obvious from another angle. Like yeah. if you assume that you're good, then you can say, well, I'm good. So what actually is that? I think, I mean, like we were kind of talking about this in the artistic sense out there too, in, in that there's a modesty to going about some artistic thing like that very boldly. And then it's easy to for the light to shift even slightly in your head and be like, man, I'm being like really arrogant right now because right. <laughs> I want people to react a certain way or, you know, putting out a two-hour 
podcast episode is making a certain assumption of how much time we deserve. We deserve of other people's, you know, brain or whatever. Um, so here's an equation I think is going to make sense, I hope. I really hope. If it doesn't make sense, I'm going to be shattered. Who's that guy? Who's who's this guy? I'm the, Hey, guys, I might seem like Cameron, but I'm just his one idea because I'll die if you don't like me. <laughs> that's the that's the underpinning of a comedian right there. Yeah, like when a bit doesn't work, like, no, and I'm And I'm dead. Yep. Great, great, great. Should have never been born. Right, Love it. Right. My whole life was leading to that joke bombing. Good to know. So we, we lose... Um, Where's the palpability go, you might ask? Well, like, why is it why is it elusive if it's ever-present? Like, how could those both be true? How could I be bemoaning its absence when it's the thing that's always present? It doesn't make a lot of sense. A great question. And what's the answer? Uh, you mentioned an equation of some kinds. Right, so I think it's something like palpability is the thing that's like the densest with information and like surface area for you to change anything hmm. but it's also humbling to stay there a bunch like i want to go up into the planning tower and plan things for the future and like think about how i'll conquer the world and stuff there's something about right here that demands submission somehow hmm. that you need to submit to it to to get its bounty of detail but that submission is demands a humbling to it, just to it, to the mm-hmm. cold hard facts of whatever it is, you know. And it's dis, it can feel disempowering, right? Because you're you're getting rid of your plans and your hopes and your yeah. the warm place, the warm Disney place. They built a hedge, they built a hedge up around Disneyland, so you wouldn't <laughs> know yeah. that you're in Anaheim. It can be, it can feel disorienting to lose that or let that go. Let what go? The Disneylands, you know the yeah the the story you were telling yourself the yeah the goal is to um fuse them mm. to infuse the thing that makes the magic place magic into the thing that's practical yeah there must be a connection this all feels kind of enchanted to a lot of us am I wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> look at Comic Con people are enchanted as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of enchantment like yeah, yeah we're not yeah. running short on it it's just we need to take it seriously it's like yeah um comic-con's no less holy than any other religious ceremony it's you know clearly they 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 are enthused about something and it, are worshiping something that, that counts so that submission is kind of always the question that's the equation the yeah. equation is like Kingdom of Heaven is your life. The actual details of right here, right now, inside out, you know? Yeah. No bullshit, no strategies. What resounds with your deeper sense of how it is? Not going a little crooked because you feel a little insecure and you want to like make some point here to defend yourself because you've... No, it's, it's not the bullshit. The bullshit can't come along for the ride. Definitionally, it can't. It's mm-hmm. not because it's not loving. It's because it just won't work. It's bad design. We're doing better design. Yeah. When you design things better, then elements get weeded out. Not because they're bad, just because they're not elegant. You know, it was loving. You know, there's this weird, we don't, we hate a loser. We really hate a loser. We hate things that don't work. Yeah. And you can say be vulnerable and you can say there are no losers, but there are losers and we don't want to be them. We all know that. 
We want to be good. Turns out you're already good. <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> was that the point? Well, love was the thing that was already there. What was I just saying? Uh, you were putting it in terms of like submission to the moment or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and why is it so... Um, because th- here's the mystery. Hmm. The mystery is um, we're already here. You know? Asking us to be here seems like a pretty easy task. Yeah. Like, uh, could you do, do me a favor? Could you just be wherever you are? I don't think so. <laughs> here? Now? I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so, for instance, I was I decided to really tune in when I was doing the kitchen, and I have these wrought iron or something um, spoon holders they look kind of rustic but not too rustic and like i like them they're black they have a vibe like the thing on the stove you put the soup the sauce spoon right. on for a right. second to, all right and i just was like just be with what they are which means treat them like they have a first name <laughs> <laughs> treat your cheese grater like it has a first name because it's, yeah. it's a yeah. pretty big part of your life i mean like um remember who they are but okay but why that sounds silly when i when i was like well, what are you guys it's like well you ordered us when you lived at the apartment and then i remembered the kind of design i had in mind when i bought them the kind of vibe that i wanted yeah and then i looked at my kitchen i was like oh yeah right there's something about this kitchen that i don't like i don't love this kitchen and now i see that you know i want a kitchen that matches these it turns out like these don't fit here because i want the kitchen to be better mm. Okay, do you see how I just crawled up my own back? Yeah. You know, I just like, by just being with what was, with by being ecological, I didn't have to remember. Like, there, I leave clues everywhere. You leave clues by what you do. <laughs> you feed the palpable thing. The thing still is there. And when you start treating it with a little bit more openness and respect and you, you drop your own um, stratagems a little bit more, then you see a lot of the things you're strategizing to fix start speaking to you a little more eloquently mm-hmm. right because if i just treat you as thing i have to clean right now and i don't look at you and go well what are you yeah just look what are you oh i got them from here right why oh right well that's sort of proustian it's a sort of proustian um correction corrective yeah. you know it's like who was i who did this and where am i now and does it fit? And can we agree? Right. The person who bought it and the person who now has to take it to goodwill. Yeah. Can we both feel okay about this? You know, like, yeah, that means connecting to the ecology of self, right? Respecting your past selves, respecting your future selves, having, taking them all real. Cause they're just going to be as, they're, they're, they've, they're as real as you are. They just aren't in this one. Right. Their ideas are probably valid somehow. What they did is probably valid. And what they did is accruing all around you all the time. Yeah. 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 Just as a minor follow up on some of the job stuff I was talking about recently, I feel like I had a similar moment where I was kind of looking at other jobs and stuff. And then I was just like, I'm just mad at everything for not being my job before the pandemic that I was still. Yeah. So, like, getting back into the flow for a few months here has been like just still like making peace with that grief where I'm just like, yeah, nothing will be that specifically. So 
Yeah. I could probably just shed some of that baggage and be more excited about what I what I'm up to. Yeah, w- yeah. what it so that scar, right? Mhm. That cleavage, right? It was it was like that not wanting to look at that that made me like have less motivation for you know, everything now. Doesn't it seem in nature yeah. around nature videos, let's I want to start learning how to premise things that sh- like completely um, disclaim any scientific anything so that I can talk about nature. Sure. <laughs> just like a dummy, like just as an idiot who's seen things before. You've seen stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you've seen things. We've been in the woods. Well, follow me and tell me if what I'm saying seems true to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure seems to mount and be most creatively explosive at, at, at cleavages, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at um, faults, fault lines. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you know, places in your life where that stopped working. Okay. But the thing that's alive inside of you, that is that regret. Okay. But, yeah. but what is it? Like, what is it actually in terms of, if it can speak to you in terms of your values, then it's true mm-hmm. and it's worthy of having around. If it can't speak to you in terms of your values, then it's byproduct and you need to like find a way to minimize its effect on your behavior. Yeah. So what is the. What's the value that this feeling is like reinforcing in you? Because there's something in you that resonated with that job that you're mourning. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mourning is good because it keeps the thing around. It's a way of yeah. like, it's a kind of mummification in a, in a, to, to put it weirdly. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a place I went about my day with love for various reasons. If we didn't mourn, yeah. then we'd be like, oh yeah, dad, I remember him. <laughs> No, you need to save <laughs> yeah. room in your soul for everything that you learned from them and like like tell your brain to save a bunch of RAM for the stories that he told you and the jokes that he told you. Yeah. Mourning is again, ah, it seems to work. It worked again. Good. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's a hard one, but it's a deep expression of love, you know, grief. And so th- for me this is where I'm getting frustrated with some discourse about validation because it's mm-hmm. like no, it should yeah, but okay, so I'm fine. Cool. All right. Yes, of course you need validation, but into loving action. It's, you know, yeah. What, what validates you is the thing that animates your spirit. The reason why we can validate you is because you're good. And then if you're fundamentally good, then, um, well, Jesus Christ, that's worth celebrating. Is it not? Yeah. So validating yourself so that you can hear, what you're saying to yourself, right? Because the judgment, the problem with the judgment is is the percussiveness of what's hitting what. It's like two things are slamming together inside of you. That's what you. That's that's the thing that you hear is being hard on yourself. Yeah, it's the it's just the kind of percussive fact of the two things hitting, right? That that kind of uh, percussive the, the the vibrations of that makes you feel like. It's bad because it's too, the things are coming, they're hitting too hard, right? So it's kind of like when you hit a baseball with a metal bat and it rattles your your arms in that uncomfortable way. It hurts your fingers right here. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can quickly treat one like an enemy, you know, like if your kids are fighting instead of stopping and asking like, why are you fighting? You go, you're wrong, Kevin. It's the Home Alone deal. (laughs) You don't want to pay attention to what's going on, mom. You don't want to get deeply ecological, so you just pick one to be wrong. Right? We can do that yeah. with ourselves if uh, you're avoiding bad things. You know? But 
Yeah, don't be your don't be your own black sheep or something. I mean, do you feel like this has been productive in here? Because yeah, isn't that the opposite of the point, though? Ah. ah. <laughs> okay, talk to you later, folks. Thanks for listening. You can reach us at stubbornfellas at gmail.com or just listen in seven days. Bye.